the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, certainly the 24th of July 2023 is going to mark another D-Day for a reasonable uh, law vote and all the updates, protests, march and negotiations. Never before in the world of news have I seen so much action stemming from the Holy Land. Joining us now, Rolene Marks, our Israel correspondent. Boy, have you had your hands full regarding the news. Rolene, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, mm. and you're just getting the the <laughs> news that uh, I'm uh, <laughs> condensing <laughs> to send out. For those who, who who may not be aware, I actually have a, 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 a news update group. It's been a very, very, very busy day for journalists. Where to even begin, Michael? Yeah, where to? So the reasonableness law, I even tongue trip over that. It's really tripping everybody up right now at the moment. It gets a thumbs up. Are we now looking at a constitutional crisis, Rowley? Well, this is a good question because we are looking at uh, the likelihood of a constitutional crisis. Now, I know that there are many listening who are saying, but this is what the people voted for. This is what they want. Well, not necessarily. First of all, there are two major factors to consider. One is the lack of transparency about just how drastic these proposed uh, judicial reforms, including today's reasonableness law, actually were. The second thing, and this is a very, very important fact, as a uh, elected government, you receive a mandate to govern, not to change the way in which a uh, uh, country is governed. Now, this is what we see could um, cause a constitutional crisis, because if there are major conflicts, which is very, very likely that develop between the different branches of government or between uh, maybe the uh, different institutions or different factions within society, this will trigger a, a serious constitutional Crisis, and we've already heard from the head of Mossad, uh, David uh, Barnea, earlier today, saying that if this goes to constitutional crisis, he will stand with the anti-judicial uh, reform movement, who right now have said that this is just the beginning. They plan to ramp up protests, and we certainly see people starting to take to the streets across Israel for what will be a massive night of protest. So let's just go back and take a look at what has happened over the weekend on a Saturday night, culminating after four days of marching from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Very, very emotional to watch over 72,000 uh, people marching from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem uh, in a desperate plea, uh, if not to halt the uh, judicial overhaul, then at least to reach a consensus. Uh, negotiations advocated by the Histadrut to put forward a proposal yesterday, a bit of, mm -hmm. uh, of a far-fetched one, roundly rejected by all parties, but their intention was at least to have a jump-off point for negotiations. President Herzog, fresh off the plane and off to Netanyahu, 
just after he had received a, a pacemaker, saying, we are in an emergency situation, we need to go to negotiations. Uh, members of the opposition, uh, the adult in the room, Benny Gunn, saying, we have to go to negotiations. I will even agree to a watered-down version of what you're proposing, but we have to negotiate. The White House imploring Netanyahu last night, President Biden phoned, saying, please, negotiations. Even Defense Minister Yoav uh, Gallant today trying until the absolute last minute to say we need some kind of compromise. We can't mm. go forward like this. And, of course, the hundreds of thousands of protesters saying let's reach consensus. Now, last night, uh, uh, an extraordinary moment as we had two uh, big protests uh, one, uh, ironically, in Kaplan Street in Tel Aviv, pro-reform, and one uh, in Jerusalem outside the Knesset, anti-reform. Very, very moving to see the footage of the various uh, uh, pro and opposed uh, uh, passing each other on the escalators in the Jerusalem station, reaching out to each other and saying, we may have different uh, opinions, but you are still my brother and I love you. Something we hoped would reach the ears of uh, members of our government. But today, the second and third readings of the reasonableness law, which basically removes the judicial scrutiny from any decisions that, be, that might be made by the legislative uh, government. Now, of course, the, the real concern here, which is why we are seeing massive refusals from uh, various branches of the military, reserve branches, including 10,000 field reserve units, Sayeret Matkal, cyber unit, uh, Air Force units, the medical corps, and so many saying we will not show up for reserve duty because this effectively can remove the checks and balances which will allow the more extreme members of our government, the Betzalel Smotriches, the Itamar Ben Gavirs, um, who are known for their very, very extreme point of view, mm. to have uh, more of a role in, um, in issuing policy. Now, as we speak, there are um, frantic uh, updates coming from the, the, the heads of the IDF trying to uh, uh, explain just what a risk this um, right. th th this passing of this law uh, entails. Now we have just heard from Itamar Ben Gavir saying this is only the beginning. There are more overhaul laws to pass. Uh, and Yariv Levine being roundly criticized for taking selfies in, in the Knesset. Uh, it, it, it's just uh, a lot of criticism coming their way. People say, what is wrong with you? There are millions of Israelis tonight who are feeling uncertain and are actually feeling quite scared. The Tel Aviv Stock Exchange has seen a drop in uh, stocks. The shekel has taken a dive. This could have a serious ramification for our economy, and here you are uh, celebrating and taking uh, selfies. We've also had the Movement for Quality Government have uh, petitioned the High Court um, 
saying that the uh, the High Court or the Supreme Court needs to issue an urgent injunction mm. to stop this going through. Now, I don't know how that plays out if the reasonableness mm. law uh, removes the, uh, the the level of scrutiny, but uh, yeah, this is where we are. I can't believe it, Roland. Uh, so you, with two things, you know, there's some things that have come to mind. Earlier on uh, when I was reporting, we've got the economical issue going on, as you've just mentioned, Israeli startups wanting to, you know, like send sections of their business abroad. We've also, I'm also curious about where the security situation stands in Israel right now. We have talk of res- reservists uh, having reservations, no pun intended there, about what's going on, what's happening on the ground at the moment, and uh, security outfits uh, where does this position Israel right now in terms of stability? Well, it, it, it positions us in a very, very uh, uh, precarious position. We've also had the, the, the big labor union declare a labor dispute, which mm. uh, means that we could see masses of strikes across the country yes. starting to happen because they said, we, 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 we said to you, you have to compromise mm. and you are not listening to the people. And we will have no choice but to use the big weapons in our arsenal, which is to start, uh, which is to declare a labor dispute and go to strikes. We have a very, very serious security issue. I know there are people saying, yes, but um, the army is is sworn to serve. Well, these are volunteer reservists Mm -hmm. who who volunteer their their menuin, their their reserve duty, and they are taking what they see as a moral stand. Mm. They will not um, compromise the morals and the ethical code of the IDF to take uh, commands from extremists in the government who they say are not fit to 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 issue directives, to, to issue commands. Uh, you know, if, if you are unaware of how the Supreme Court fits into this whole mechanism, the Supreme Court uh, provides because we have Israel has no constitution. It's a very key factor here. Mm-hmm. We don't have two chambers of government. We only have one chamber of government, the Knesset. We're not like the United Kingdom that has the monarch uh, and two chambers or the United States and uh, South Africa that have uh, a constitutional court, uh, a a, a constitution and various branches of government. We have one branch of government and the Supreme Court that enshrines what we call the basic laws, the laws in our Declaration of Independence. And we have a very, very real uh, concern about minority rights mm-hmm. and, and what will happen with our immediate neighbors uh, when you've got somebody like Betzalel Smotrich who is on record saying that in his opinion, the state should be able to burn down Palestinian villages, being able to issue a directive uh, when it comes to the West Bank. This is why you are seeing these huge, huge yeah. chunks of our reservists say they cannot in good consciousness um, uh, show up for duty. Roland, we wonder what story we're going to be telling tomorrow. Wow, what, so what's concerning is, you know, the way this is creeping into all sectors, into all spheres of Israeli society. But, Roland, we're going to have to leave it there. 
Thank you so much for your update. Uh, let's see if we can fit in any other stories tomorrow. But, pen, but based on what we've just discussed now, it looks as if uh, we're going to be having an ongo- ongoing uh, chat about this uh, reasonableness law, which has now been given the thumbs up. Rolling Marks, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon to just give us a background into what transpired in Israel uh, during the course of the day. Our correspondent from Israel, Rolling Marks, uh, joining us on the line there.